I had a very strange childhood. Had the worst case any doctor had ever seen. My job is to keep healing. So that is the story. We all have remarkable stories within us. Stories of adversity, challenges, triumphs, and ultimately of healing. This is Your Health, Your Story, the podcast. Breathwork has increasingly become popular in recent years with various forms intended to increase lung capacity, oxygenate blood, relieve stress, and even increase focus. But what about breathwork that can detoxify the body and release emotional trauma? Today, we're speaking with a breath specialist and best-selling author whose life changed immensely after a particularly powerful breathing practice. This is the story of Breathwork Detox with Curtis Lee Thomas. Curtis, great to have you on. My man, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, listen, we met up a year ago at the Biohacking Conference. I know uh, you know Dave Asprey as well, and uh, you know we connected there. But listen, I got to go here first because I saw this. I'm like, I, I can't not ask this. UFOs. You have inca- you, you've seen UFOs more than once. Tell me about that. Dude, we're getting it right into UFOs. I, I have to. I'm not going to like, you know, save that or any. I saw that. I was like, that's the first thing I'm going for, man. I need to hear this. Oh, man. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Let me just say this. You know, I don't know. Many, many years ago, it'd be people would think you're crazy if you believe in UFOs, right? Yep. However, I think in 2022, you're no, totally normal. crazy <laughs> if you don't believe in, in UFOs. And it's crazy because I have a, a C, a C, actually the CFO to Brothberg Detox is my good friend, uh, Paul Hynek. Mm. Paul Hynek, um, his father uh, was Dr. Uh, J. Allen Hynek. So the guy who invented the term UFOs. Oh, wow. So it's really crazy. They, they needed a skeptic scientist and he was an uh, astrophysicist as well. To go out there and um, you know research and debunk the Roswell crashes because you have these thousands of people who've seen these you know this phenomenon with their own eyes, so they called in his father to go in and like you know fizzle it out. And through his due diligence and his research, he actually was like, "No, this really happened." This and he became the number one advocate. So Crazy that didn't work out for you know them. Over that yeah. Long. Yeah. Um, so I get some cool stories, you know, being friends with uh, Paul and working with him uh, about just, you know, UFOs. And so, yes, I am uh, in that world. And I think it's fascinating because, you know, if you look at U.S. history, you know, they're still teaching. I know they taught me and, you know, my daughter's almost 16, you know, that Christopher Columbus discovered America when, you know, the guy had a map. Yeah. <laughs> that led him there. And when he got there, people were there. So I don't understand that, <laughs> you know, and they say history is written by the victors. So if you look at, you know, world history through a U.S. textbook, through a China or a Russia textbook, it is not the same stories. It is completely different. And most people haven't got their hands on those and went through them. So I am, we don't even know really U.S. history to a certain extent, uh, but I'm infatuated with galactic history. Like what are the, the true origins? What is really out there? And more and more stuff's just completely coming out about this. So yeah, I, I stand behind it. <laughs> and I am uh, you know, I'm I'm infatuated and, and very curious. Listen, I love it. I have yet to see one, but I'm waiting to see a UFO and and I, I will be the first to let you know when I do and, and verify everything you've seen. But I mean, to your point, it's a huge, huge world out there and there's so much and it is very different depending on where you go. Like in medicine, you go to different places. I travel the world trying to figure out medicine. It's very different in different parts of the world than it is here. And part of what makes medicine in other parts of the world so profound is to focus on one of the most important things, which is breathing, which we kind of completely neglect in medicine here in the United States. Tell us about what is breathwork detox and how did you even get into it? So breathwork detox is a all-in-one physical, mental, emotional, uh, even spiritual detox from all the things that we accumulate and, and carry throughout our lives. And we can get into that a little later. Um, and how this came about, I was already on, um, let's just call it this journey of self-discovery. Some will call it an awakening. Some will call it a spiritual journey. And I ended up publishing 
uh, a book in 2014. That was my very first book called The World is Yours, The Secrets Behind the Secret. And again, I was, you know, curious, very curious about the workings of the world. And, you know, throughout learning all these different, you know, uh, techniques and, and modalities, um, I actually developed a stomach condition. And uh, the stomach condition that I had, doctors couldn't diagnose me. And I was literally suffering uh, five years consistently, really, really bad suffering. And it was affecting my mental health, my physical health. And I was doing every test you can imagine, you know, and I was, you know, I spent tens of thousands of dollars in co-payments, a, a co-payments alone from New York to LA, working with the best GI specialists, getting tests two, three times of the same thing, you know, colonoscopies, endoscopy. And I was also doing alternative medicine. So I was in the jungle, you know, I did ayahuasca 14 times, wow. combo healing, like it was conventional medicine. And then it was alternative medicine and whatnot. And I had a Taoist tummy massager. So she just, just works in the, in the stomach for, for releases. And she's the one who put me on to breath work. And I did my first breath work. And in one session, my stomach condition eradicated. It was completely gone. And I floated home. I didn't even know it was gone because my body was so light. And in the morning, I realized it was gone. And my, my body started to heal after that. Hmm. And I'm like, you know, I'm very... Capricorn, very analytical. I got to see it to believe it. Like that's just who I am, right? Very skeptical person. So I couldn't wrap my head around, how did I spend all this money, you know, talking to the best doctors and, and they couldn't fix me. And I do this one breathing technique and, you know, now I'm miraculously healed. And I was just pondering this for like days. And then I realized like, wow, the, the reason why the doctors couldn't tell me what was wrong with me is because my issue wasn't physical. It was energetic. It was, it was emotional. It was dealing with a different part of science where anatomically they couldn't go in and cut me open and, and see, oh, that's your, that's your issue. It's trauma. So it just opened my eyes up to a whole different, you know, aspect of, of, of medicine. And I'm not the guy who's going to sit here and say, you know, use, you know, plant medicines and natural, you know, modalities for everything. Cause like if I go to the dentist, and they're going to do work. Give me the shot. <laughs> Give me yeah. the notification. You know? <laughs> I'm good. Like I think we're in a world right now where uh, this Eastern medicine and Western medicine, we need to merge you know, and, and work with each other. And, and I think that's the solution. No, absolutely. I mean, that's that's the power of integrative medicine. When people like what's integrative, just think about it. you're integrating all medicine. It's all those viable options for around. And that is not to say conventional medicine doesn't have a place. Drugs don't have a place. You know, surgery, like all of that does. But it's really interesting that you found, and, and we advocate for this, that that energy side of things. That's so important that we know everything is energy. This world consists of only packets of energy, vibrations, frequencies, and we are energetic beings. So you tapped into that. Now, tell me, what, what do you think actually happened with that session, that change? Was it just like the, the breathing itself facilitated the energetic shift or was something deeper? Like, what do you think it was? So we accumulate stresses and trauma. We all have stress. And when stress goes unchecked, it turns into anxiety. When anxiety goes unchecked, it turns into, you know, panic attacks or depression. And what we don't realize is that, you know, human, we're strong beings. So we have an experience, we dust ourselves off and we just go into the next one. But the problem is as children, you know, we don't know how to process certain emotions. We don't have the emotional intelligence to process those emotions. So, and we, as we get older, our definition of trauma and pain changes, right? What, what I would consider trauma in, you know, eighth grade or sixth grade isn't necessarily what I would now, but if we didn't get picked for dodgeball, right? If we got pushed off the swing by a bully, right? That's traumatic. And we don't have, know how to process that. And it accumulates, and the problem is it, com it compounds. <laughs> and now we have all these issues and those issues are stored in the body. So the body is the living library of those experiences. So this is why they say the issues are in the tissues. So you will have physical symptoms um, if this stuff isn't treated, if you're not doing anything about it. So it stores in the body. Now, there's one place in the body all of your energy centers, which are called your nadis. So you have 72,000 of these energetic pranic channels that run through your body. Anatomically, you can't cut them open and see them. This is what my issue was. And there's 72,000 that run through the body. 
and they would get it gives you goosebumps like that's your naughty system and where they all intersect is your stomach so your stomach is the times square of your energy center it's where most of your serotonin is produced. It's most of your immune system. So if you get an energy blockage in your stomach, you are going to have problems in life. And that was my issue. So all these other modalities, you know, going to the gym and exercising is great. Everybody should do it. It's not going to clear your naughty system, right? Running a marathon 5K is great. It's not going to clear your, your energetic system. Um, and even the ayahuasca. Now, the one thing that does clear this these energetic pathways is the breath and this was the discovery so all that energy that i was keeping in my stomach when i did this specific technique that's what was able to clear out that energy and this is the reason why uh it doesn't matter if i'm doing breath work you know at nike or nasa or i'm doing breath work in a maximum security prison yard statistically speaking there's 60 to 70 percent of the people doing this process, they will break down in tears and they'll cry. And that's all crying is, is a huge emotional release. That's it. So people cry because they're holding on to all this stuff and they don't really have the tools and mechanisms, the time or the place to process these emotions and grown men, right? Do we have to process at some point, or if not, you can be 60, 70, 80 years old and carrying emotions from when you were 12. So this is the time and space that I help create for them. And this is why people release in that fashion and they're able to, to get this stuff out of their system. Yeah. It's pretty wild. You're mentioning this because I was just an hour ago, I was doing another podcast with Dr. Jody Skillencorn, who wrote about depression and healing without medication. And we were getting into a lot of the causes of depression, everything she said, so much like 90% is trauma from childhood. And you just carry that on and it starts to impact you in different ways. And it could be physical or it could be that depressive anxiety, everything else. So it's crazy that you're bringing that up again, that trauma. And we need to learn because, listen, kids these days are going to have lots of trauma, too, because it's not just from the physical form. We all have a digitally trauma, right? Being picked on with everything, social media and just text and everyone has a phone now. So it's really important to find those tools and empower both children and adults who grow up with that trauma to do that. And breathwork seems like probably the simplest one, right? Uh, incredibly like uh, powerful, but it's something you could do without buying anything, without spending money. So tell us, like guide us through what a session with you would look like and what that kind of experience is. Well, I love the point that you made. And this is the reason why I think breathwork's going to change the world. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was a serial entrepreneur, a recovering serial entrepreneur. It's not the healthiest thing. No, no, it's not. <laughs> um, I had a dot com business. I had um, an alcohol beverage company. I had the CEO of Bacardi on my board. I had all these cool companies. And once I found this technique, um, I dropped everything I was doing and I said, this is where I need to put all my focus and all my energy in to get this out to the world. Because, like you said, uh, it's the most accepted right? It's breathing. It's very unassuming and anybody can do it. There's no barriers to entry. Whereas yoga in meditation, there, there is, you know, if you're a super overweight, right? It might be hard for you to get into those poses or some men, most men, uh, 53% of men can't even touch their toes. So there's some barriers to entry. Or if you're, you're body shaming, you don't want to put on a yoga outfit and, and go, there's all these things. Um, and even meditation has some barriers to entry because, we all have ADD in some sense, you know, especially with this screen, screen scrolling, right? Now with breath work, uh, none of those things matter. All you're doing is lying on your back and breathing through this very specific process uh, that I bring people through. So anybody can do it, kids, adults. Um, and yet it is the most profound modality out there. And, and, and not just naturally, you know, I've done many plant medicines uh, for healing. Uh, and this compares to those, you know, without the negative side effects, you know, it, it gives your body a microdose of dimethyltryptamine, which is, you know, this, the most amazing, mysterious, you know, uh, thing within our body that's naturally produced. Uh, and this is the reason why people have all these, you know, profound connections and mystical experiences just by breathing. So it's like, you know, in my eyes, it's the Trojan horse 
you know, of, of mass, massive healing. And this is the reason why I'm able to get it into companies like Nike and, and NASA because it's breathing and we don't have to worry about the FDA or anybody coming <laughs> regulating the breath because, man, if they do that, we Yet. are in trouble. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're in trouble. You know, Casper, hey, you, you, you can't breathe that deep, buddy. You're going to get sanctioned. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I heard big farmers working on that. They, they're going to get some patents on what you do. <laughs> You know, here's the thing. So many people don't even consider breathing at all throughout the day, right? They just do it. And they're usually shallow breathing. They're usually in a sympathetic state, nervous, stressed, and everything. And so even one, two, three deep breaths can have a profound impact on you. How does the breath work you're doing, though, compare to, let's say, other things, whether that is meditation or other breath work itself? Wim Hof, you take like you have box breathing, right? Yeah. What separates you know, the, the breath work detox. Okay. Well, I'll say that 99.9% of the time you should be breathing through your nose. Mm -hmm. uh, there's actually people who tape their mouth shut when they go to sleep at night. Um, and there's studies that show, um, regular mouth breathing can actually deform your face. So 99.9% .9 of the time you should be using your nose. Now the technique that I bring people through is all mouth breathing. It's in through the mouth, out through the mouth. Now you would ask after I gave you that, you know, the information, why this? Because the body, when it needs to release energy, think about the sigh, right? When your body sighs, you're, that is the body's natural way of releasing stress, tension, and pain from the body. So you build up, you build up, and your body goes, Right. And like you said, those three couple of breaths, those three sighs that you can do is like a reset. So all this stuff that we're carrying on, we have to look at the problem. The problem is we are carrying things that we don't even know we're carrying. We have this emotional baggage and it weighs and you don't even know how much it weighs until you let go of it. And you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I was carrying that for so long. And, you know, sometimes it's not even the weight of the baggage. It's how you carry it. You know, and, and women are taking care of all these children and, you know, having the, you know, to work these jobs and, and men who have to provide is like, we have to be strong for the people that we love. And, and so we just carry all this baggage so well and don't create that time in that space. So getting this stuff out of us, um, it, it only can be done through the breath. It's not possible through the nose. It's very simple. Like, let's say we're all in this, in a building, right? And the building starts catching on fire. And we need to get out. We need everything out as soon as possible. Now, let's say there's a little do doorway and you get to get 500 people out that doorway. There's going to be a problem and there's going to be all types of mess inside if that's what you're trying to do. That's like nose breathing, right? As far as, you know, this energetic exodus we're talking about and massive release. Now, if we were to blast open the whole wall, right, we'd be able to get out, you know, yep. pretty, pretty well. And that's the difference between the nose breathing and the mouth breathing. So what I did was... I created my own. So I learned, you know, some things from India. Uh, prior, I was a certified life coach, certified NLP practitioner, certified hypnotherapist, Reiki master. And not just one of those things was like, I want to be the best Reiki person in the world. Those were tools um, in hindsight now that were giving me the skill set to create breathwork detox, where I take all of those elements of all these things that I learned and put them into one modality. And I'd like to consider this just from, you know, diving into a lot of other people's breathwork programs is I wanted this to be the most cathartic, right? The most profound. And that's how it was designed because, you know, the way I look at the world is we don't have time, right? Nobody, nobody has time, right? It's the one thing we're complaining about. There's not enough time. And, and I agree. If you believe you don't have time, you're not going to have time. And you probably don't because there's more things out now, more different types of uh, healing modalities, different types of yoga, meditations. There's too much. It's overload. So what we have to do is we have to only focus and do the things that are going to move the needle in our life. And with breath work, your healing, it's your meditation, it's your, your release. You get crazy clarity which is something we can talk about lady of how, how that's possible, which is why I do breath work every day. Um, and you, you get the biggest bang for your buck, let's say, because you can sit there and in, you know, 20 something minutes, you know, have the equivalent to doing yoga for a year or going to the jungle for two weeks. So this is why I think it's going to be one of the most powerful, but if people are looking for, 
results that are immediate and undeniable. Because let's face it, we live in a microwave society. You know, yes. we want to see results and we want to see them fast. And that's just how we are. We all like that. And unlike yoga, yoga and meditation, uh, the results of breathwork detox are immediate and undeniable. Yeah. Is that profound kind of impact the reason so many cry? Because we know we're storing those emotions, but profound, we're just releasing so much at once. Is that the crying aspect of it that you mentioned earlier? So the crying, I mean, it, it could be something, it could be from every situation is different. It could be a realization. You have a realization and that realization that you weren't able to see prior, right? Could trigger an emotional release, or it could be a physical where you're actually physically holding on to trauma. And then when you're breathing and you begin to move that energy out with the breath that comes out. And as it comes out, you're actually not crying because you just created this experience that makes you want to cry. It's like you're, you're releasing something and sometimes you need to feel it to heal it. And when that comes out, it's like when I first did my my very first breath work, I did the biggest, ugliest cry. And if somebody <laughs> would look at me, they'd be like, oh my God, this poor kid. And and literally, yeah, I was crying about something that was sad that happened when I was younger, but I wasn't crying sadness. I was crying tears of joy and, mm. and compassion for that that young child that had experienced that and enjoy for the for the realization that I'm watching this energy leave my field and already feeling feeling buoyant. So, you know, like I said, crying is just a huge emotional release. It's an energetic release. Yeah. You know, it reminds me a lot of times, and you said this, you've done ayahuasca. A lot of people have releases. They say it's a purging type psychedelic. How does that compare, would you say, with the breathwork detox? So I've, I feel like breathwork works more energetically, you know, on your, your naughty system that we talked about earlier. And ayahuasca works more with your consciousness and your physical body. This is why a lot of people, you know, vomit and, and, you know, release in all these different ways because they're, they're physically uh, detoxing the body in a, in a very profound and somewhat invasive, you know, manner where ayahuasca is not for everybody. You know, you no. need to be called to that medicine. It needs to be in a very safe um, environment with trained, you know, you can call them practitioners. I, I like to call them shamans. Right. Um, and it's very serious. It's very, very serious. You know, the breath, it's just, it's, it's breathing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, but it's more widely accepted and you don't have to deal with, with some of those other ailments that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. So we know that most of us carry these like emotional traumas and traumas and the energetic systems need to be basically realigned and, and cleared up. You mentioned that, but if someone's listening and, and you know, they're suffering from something like depression, or like how many people or how many conditions, let's say, can this help with? Is, is there a, like a limit of it or is it really something everyone's going to benefit? I, I, and I'm just thinking like top of my head, like depression, anxiety, like the mental illnesses. So many, you know, can't find solutions except drugs for. Yes. Uh, and the answer to great question and the answer to the question is it's limitless. There's, there's no limit. I, you know, now I've, I've led breath work for tens of thousands of, of people. Now I'm training teachers to do what I do and go out there into companies and, and do it. Um, and I've done it in over 27 countries. So I have, you know, it to the point where these miracle stories, like I just did an event yet last night, uh, and already we have dozens of testimonials that came in and I've witnessed everything because I'll give you an, a, a really, strange example. And the reason why I'm sharing it is because it, it, it happened multiple times with multiple women, uh, women trying to get pregnant, right? They go to these fertility doctors and, you know, they're trying to get pregnant. Um, and on multiple occasions, I had women reach out to me saying that they did the breath work and after the breath work, they were able to get pregnant. Now, one of the things that happened to one lady in particular, she was breathing, right? And she felt there was a blockage in, in, in her belly, her ovaries, whatever that particular area. And she was breathing and she literally felt an energy lift from her system. And, you know, her eyes are closed. And then uh, when her eyes were closed, you know, in her, in her mind's eye, uh, she felt the energy lift and she immediately seen a face of a baby. Hmm. She's like, I knew at that moment that I could get pregnant. Now, prior to that, she was trying to get pregnant for eight years with her husband. And within, I forget how many weeks it was, she was pregnant. And uh, I heard that story multiple times. So that is something like where that's the, the level of, you know, type of 
stories and testimonials that could happen. But as far as the stress and the anxiety, that's the easy part of breath work that you can, whether you're a believer or not, you could do one session and you're going to be like, yep, I feel much better. You know, my stress, I don't feel it. You know, my anxiety, it's not there. You know, and being consistent obviously keeps that, keeps that going. Um, and I've had, you know, a guy who was breathing and he, um, his shoulder, he had a shoulder pain for, for years and years. And when he was breathing, he felt, um, a pain. Now, prior to going through my session, I spent about 20, 30 minutes prepping people of how to prepare during the session. Uh, and one of the things, if you feel a sensation or burning or tingling, don't freak out. Breathe into that area because it's not pain. It's actually healing. It's healing you. So he said, he came up to me afterwards. He goes, man, he goes, my shoulder was killing. He was like, I knew I just, I had to stop. And he goes, but something told me not to. And I kept, I kept breathing. Uh, and he said, and afterwards, he's like, my shoulder has never felt better. He followed up with me weeks after and said, it's gone. I can't believe this. I'm telling everybody about it. So physical things to mystical things. I mean, I've literally seen it all, including my own personal transformation story that even led me to do this work. You say you do this every day, right? Yeah. Um, well, I don't do, I do long sessions and short sessions. So I consider a long session would be, you know, 25 to 30 minutes. And then short sessions, you can just do seven, seven and 10 minutes a day. And that just kind of keeps the maintenance, which is why I created something called the Breathfist Club. <laughs> so <laughs> every Monday to Friday, a group of us get together for about 15 minutes of breath work every single morning. And we have this community where we just kind of do our reset, you know, get prepped for the day. Um, and that's the magnitude. But the deep sessions, I'll probably do those uh, a couple of times a month. And you mentioned this is something you're doing in the morning. So you use this as kind of part of your morning routine. Do you also incorporate it at different points? Like if you're stressed after a long day, would you do this? Just trying to figure out like when you recommend people if they were going to do this to, to apply it. So, um, you know, if, if you're going through something um, and you need to, you feel the stress and in, in anxiety building up, this is going to be the best modality to do that, to clear that stuff out. Um, so it doesn't accumulate. So you can use it that way. You know, that's a good way. Um, you can use it as maintenance. You know, even we talked about earlier, the sigh. The, the sigh is the most underrated breathing technique. You know, you could do it in your car. You could do it anywhere. And just doing, you know, three three sets of, you know, the sighs is enough to help you with that stress throughout the day. So it doesn't have to be full-blown breathwork detox session. There's little things that you can do to help you along the way. And you also mentioned clarity and focus as being like some of the kind of side effects, the positive ones of this. You know, I was just reading about yawning being a wonderful tool as well, like the almost the opposite of the size, the yawn. You know, when you say it enough, you'll start to yawn probably. And it has that psychological trigger almost to it that, that no one even understands really, but very powerful and also kind of bringing in a focused clarity, improving oxygenation to the the brain, everything. Is that a similar way of how it's working, like how yawns work to actually improve clarity that the breathwork detox also does? So I, ha I have my own theory on yawns. Yeah, go ahead. I'd love to hear it. So yawns are the, yeah, the most enigm enigmatic <laughs> you yeah. know, sensation. Um, and what I noticed is uh, when I was taking executives and CEOs to the jungles of Peru and every single night, when we were going, we'd be all energetic and talking, getting excited. And right when we were walking, they called it the tambo, where all the session took place. And as soon as we started walking to the tambo, everyone started yawning. <laughs> and then everyone's sitting there, everyone's yawning, and it happened consistently. And the shaman said that the yawn is a, it's an energetic release. So the, the spirit, the, even the body knows the process about to go through. So it's preparing the body. You're already starting to purge. And what the energy of a yawn is, it's fatigue, right? It's fatigue and call it procrastination, whatever, inside of the body, and it's coming out of the body. So it's preparing the body. So it's like, think about it. When you're, when you're tired and you're driving your car, your body needs to stay awake. So it's yawning to get the fatigue out of the system, right? However, when you're in the bed and you're tired, you never yawn. You just sleep. Because you know that this is the place to sleep and you want that tired energy to stay within you. So um, yawns are, are really interesting in that, in that sense. And now the clarity, this is why I love breathwork personally. Um, the healing, all that stuff is amazing, you know, regulating your stress. But I, I value clarity because I've been lost in my life where you don't know what direction you need to take or if you should 
take the job or the opportunity or leave the job or stay in the relationship, out of the relationship? What's the next step for you? Like being lost and confused is not a fun space to be in. Uh, it's a powerful space, but I feel confusion is temporary insanity. And, you know, you know, clarity is, is, is crucial. And most people, it's not their lack of discipline, right? It's their lack of clarity. So when you do breath work, it induces so much clarity because what's happening is, and I think clarity and even creativity go together because I don't feel breath work magically creates creativity and clarity. What I do feel like it does is it removes all the junk and the blockages that's getting in the way of your clarity and creativity. And that's what makes it so powerful. So I tell people, hey, you know, when you start to do this breath work right around eight to 12 minute mark, something amazing happens and everyone reaches their peak resistance. And when you breathe past that, you enter into this quantum realm where you can see all the answers to all your problems and your creativity and your clarity. And this is one of the biggest feedback and, and testimonials that come is, is the clarity. Now, this isn't woo-woo you know, that I'm talking about. If you listen and watch Stephen Kotler um, with the Flow Research Collective, um, this is what he talks about. It's flow state. You're actually entering into transient hypofrontality. So right around that 12-minute mark in this breathwork practice, your prefrontal cortex begins to quiet down. Now, that's important because that's the part of the brain that judges everything and says, you're you, I'm me, this is good, this is bad, it's that little monkey mind critic. And when we quiet that down, which I like to call it, you know, our saboteur, you know, it's the part of that, our ego. And when you quiet that down, you're able to see, really see the entire landscape uh, and the playing field of your entire life. And this is why people experience so much clarity and breathwork, including myself. Yeah. It sounds like this is something like that would be so, so important and good to know at an early age, like in the schools. Again, something I talked about previously is like, we, we got to start earlier with providing those tools to kids. Have you thought about doing that? Or do you have like clients that then, you know, go on to teach their children these tools? Yeah. So, man, I wish to. Yeah. <laughs> Let me start there. And a lot of parents who do this, the first thing they say is, my kids need to do this. My mother needs to do this. My grandma needs to do this. Now, I wish as a kid they had these tools. And, you know, I work mostly with adults and train them. Um, but then I started thinking more about what you just brought up. So I actually created a foundation called Just Breathe Foundation. And we work with um, single parents and women in shelters who have children. And we provide them the tools and even scholarships to become certified teachers and spread that in their community. And actually, I'm super excited. I just got goosebumps. Um, <laughs> I wrote my first children's book. Oh, really? It comes out next month. And it's called The Secret of Life, Book One, Just Breathe. And oh, it's, amazing. A, it's so good, too. It's an it's a intergenerational uh, story about a young girl and her grandmother. And the girl's going through so many things in life and anxiety. She doesn't even know what anxiety, the word means. And the grandmother's like, I've been there, too you know, here's my story. And she tells her story. And then she, you know, uh, shares some of the tools uh, that helped her, which is, which is breath work. And in the back of the book, it gives the parent and the child exercises to do box breathing, you know, breath work, detox, and, and all these cool tools. So it's a story um, with tools that has affirmations that they can do in the morning with their kid. And then uh, breath work for bedtime that they can do at night. So I'm really excited to put this out into the world and we're putting it through the foundation and we'll be gifting it to, to schools and whatnot. That's amazing. And congrats on that. Cause I really do believe that health like starts in childhood. Right. And it, and it could go both ways. Disease starts in childhood too, sometimes. So we need to combat that, especially for the next generation, you know, for, for us as, as a humankind moving forward. So Awesome job with that. Now, do you meditate as well? Yeah. So here's the thing about meditation. My look on meditation is that meditation is an advanced practice. Because if you look at how stressed the world is, right? Everybody's stressed. You know, to get somebody who's stressed out, right? Who has now statistically proven our attention span is less than a goldfish. <laughs> so has no attention span, stressed out, so sit down, sit still, and don't think a thought for the next 20 minutes. It's extremely difficult. So the difference between breath work and meditation is 
breathwork is the is like cleaning your car with a power washer, right? You're blasting off the grud and the dirt, whatnot. Uh, and the meditation is like you know trying to clean your car with a toothbrush, right? It's great for the details, great for the maintenance if you already cleared out your system. So when you clear out your system with breathwork and then move to a meditation practice, it's easier, it's more enjoyable. And that's how I look at it. I look at breathwork as a deep work that everybody needs. And then meditation is that that maintenance to keep it going. And what about other like biohacks, let's say, whether that's like uh, cold baths or, you know, cryotherapy, infrared saunas, you know, um, uh, yoga, Pilates, all that. Do you feel that complements the breath work or just start with the breath work? And like you said, those are more advanced things you could do later on. Oh, no, those are those are great things that come from breath work. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If you just jump into a cold plunge, like I got one in my backyard and at least twice a week, it's the, it's the best thing for a reset, a nice reset for your system. It goes great with the breath work. Infrared sauna has amazing benefits. You know, everyone should sweat every day. Um, and that's one of my, you know, philosophies. And those things that you mentioned, they're all great. I guess I do meditation. Yes, I do yoga. Um, and they complement the core of my practice, which is which is the breath work. Awesome. Now, talk about healing in general. Have you encountered other healers in your journey? And then what do you even consider to be a healer? Are doctors like these days healers? Like, what is that to you? Yeah, absolutely. In some sense, I won't, you know, blanket it too much. We're all healers in our own way. And if we're talking like more hands-on type healing, a, a lot of hairdressing women, they don't even know that they're healers. And they are. That's why they got brought to that profession. These ladies have their hands on people every single day, right? So you don't have to be certified and go through a course to be a healer. You could be, you know, these are innate natural abilities that, you know, we have, and we all have different paths. You don't have to stand on a podium like me and like say, you know, I can help you on this, you know, I'm a healer. That's just, you know, one way because I just, my mission is to try to help as many people as possible and bring it to the mainstream. Um, but there's all different forms of healing. You can have a coach, was talking to a kid, you know, and working with that kid and using his words in NLP that he doesn't even know he's using, right? And touch that kid and heal that kid, right? So I think that's how I look at healing. Do you have healers that you look to for inspiration, for guidance? Yeah, man. A, a surgeon can't operate on himself. Absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have people that I, I go to. I do uh, craniosacral therapy. Okay. Um, I'm constantly in, you know, massages, doing, doing body work, doing my own modalities. Uh, I work with a Reiki lady who's phenomenal reflexology. I love the feet is connected to all different parts of the body. So I do the feet detox. I, I mean, anything I get my hands on, I, I love it. It's for me, it's more about, do I resonate with the healer? Because if I can resonate with the healer and I feel like they're, they're, they're creating a good safe space, that's what I, I more go towards because there's people I met who are healers and they do modalities I never heard of. You know, there's all types of stuff out there. And, you know, if they mastered their craft and they know what they're doing, um, you know, I, I love learning because if I wasn't open-minded, I never would have did all these crazy things that I did. I never would have found breath work or had a, you know, CNT, Taoist tummy massager. So, you know, I'm open. I'm just very mindful of, of who I'm allowing to work with me energetically. The same you'd do if, you know, I hope if you're going to have a doctor perform surgery on you, like do a little research, you know, get a couple opinions. Uh, and it's no different within in this, you know, other world that, that we operate in. Yeah. It sounds like, uh, like myself, like I'm always searching for new things and trying to find what resonates, putting myself in different experience. That's to optimize my health, my performance, my, you know, happiness, all of that. But, you know, a lot of people would look up at us and be like, you know, you guys are kind of like on the end of the spectrum there of like, you know, wild stuff you're doing and, you know, putting yourself in ice baths and this and that. Whereas, you know, me and you know, this is about just optimization. This is about taking care of our health. Do you feel like society has kind of given up on health and deprioritized it to a point where it's basically, yeah, I'm probably going to get sick. And, you know, I think there's a pill for that. Like, why is it that more people aren't prioritizing and jumping the ice, doing more breath work, everything else, even when they're given the chance to? People have a hard time 
getting uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just hard for people to get uncomfortable. And, and it takes like, we just created these neuro pathways in our brain as a society to take the path of least resistance, even if it's paving the road to hell. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. we, all have, we all have good intentions to go to heaven and do all these great things, but that, you know, paved path down, down, downhill is just yep. so easy just to go down. It's hard to track uphill. Um, you know, if you look at, you know, a lot of these, these drugs or substances out there, I noticed the ones that are bad for you make you feel really good in the beginning. And then you feel like crap afterwards, uh, whether that's alcohol or, you know, whatever it is. And uh, the ones that are really good for you, they're, they're kind of hard in the beginning, you know, going through ayahuasca journey, it's not as pleasant. Sometimes it can be beautiful, but it's some work, shadow work, some work, breath work. You got to put in a little work. These things are a little tough, but afterward you feel amazing. And I think it just takes, you know, it's just the whole polarization of just being human. Um, yeah. you have to, you have to care enough about yourself to do these things, you know, cause self-discipline is self-love and self-care is not selfish. You know, you got to put in, you have to put in the work, you have to care. Now, unfortunately, these are the things that happen that have paths like, like your path and in, in my path is that the universe just humbles you down until you're at rock bottom where you, like for me, I was, I was forced to look into this world and I was so desperate that I was just willing to try anything. And that's how it got me off this whole like entertainment industry business become a millionaire and all the things that every guy wants to and when they achieve it they're still freaking miserable well thank god i didn't have to go through all that <laughs> you know i already got beat up you know prior to that um and it's just a test of, of human will everything on this earth i feel is is a test of your faith you know in your in your will and it's just a it's a it's an inner journey it's it's, it's you against you yeah. And everyone's journey is so unique, but, you know, we try and avoid any sort of conflict, any sort of change when it's really what the universe has best in store for us is to go through that. But, you know, with people like yourself making it easier and easier to do that, I find that hopefully more people will accept that and go to it. And speaking of the ease of it, is the breathwork detox and learning it something you have to do in person booking consultation or going to see you or is there like plans to do this where they can learn on their own from home like how, how does one actually get involved with you and, and start to learn breathwork detox yeah i mean if they're gonna doesn't have to be through me there's breathwork detox teachers out there everywhere um you know, I, you can do this at home. You can do this, you know, in any capacity. The one thing I would advocate is do your first session with the instructor and it doesn't have to be physical. It can be virtual. Most of my um, sessions are, are virtual. I do them twice a month, but do your first one virtual. So you, you know how the process goes. You have the coach, you have that person there. You have any questions? Like I, I try to answer everybody, you know, within 24 hours you know, afterwards to answer the question, because you just blew up in their mind. You just don't send them out into the world. You try to offer a, a little support, you know? So um, you can do it virtually, uh, do the first one with the, with an instructor, either locally or, you know, wherever, and then decide if you want to do this, you know, a, a home practice. You know, my thing is I never want to give somebody something to do that they're not going to want to do for the rest of their life. Yeah, because it is about consistency, right? Even though that first time could mean so much and could have profound effect, this is something you have to do with consistency over throughout your life, correct? Yeah, I mean, just like just like anything else. Um, but the thing about this is kind of like, you know, imagine if you went to the gym and after that first day in the gym, you go in the mirror, your shirt's off, and you're actually pretty jacked. You're going to go back the next day. <laughs> <laughs> if so, only it worked that way. <laughs> I, exactly. So, uh, you know, that's kind of what it is. When you see the results, you know, it, it's, that's, it's the most motivating factor. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your book, The Secret Behind the Secret, and how you got involved with that project. Yeah, that was um, my personal awakening uh, that I was having when my, you know, world got turned upside down which really later I found out is getting turned right side up. And I started to become very curious to the mysteries of the world. Like we talked about galactic history. Like, where are we really from? Are they even telling us the truth? I don't know if I trust these guys. They lied over here. They lied over here. It's like, you know, never trust somebody that lies, that lies to you and never lie to somebody that trusts you. Right. <laughs> so, um, 
I started to question everything, you know, and I started to question everything. And then it just took me down this journey. And then I met a shaman who trained me for five years. And, you know, she's like the lady of the mysteries. And I started learning all these amazing things. Um, and then I realized in the process of this book that this book wasn't about me. Right, there's very little stories about me in there, but the download that I got was this book would embody a process that every single human on the planet is going to go through in their own way and in their own time. And that's why there's just so much in the book. I talk about all the laws of the universe, all the triggers that when people are reading helps them awaken, you know, just like Neo in the Matrix. Uh, and it's very profound. The book's bigger than me. It's bigger than a book. It's my best work out there, and uh, it was it was a it was a tool, you know, that um, has helped a lot of people. You know, I was able to, you know, talking about it's interesting. You write a book on the laws of the universe and law of attraction, and then you have to like stand by it and actually yeah. manifest stuff because you're the law of attraction guy. But um, I spent no zero dollars on marketing, advertising. Didn't have a PR person, and I got that book in the hands of 150 A-list celebrities from Oprah, Tony Robbins, Lady Gaga, Joe Rogan, Kim Kardashian, Kanye West. And this is all through the methods that I use in the book. So it took off that way naturally. Uh, and just through organic growth was able to spread. And then people just kind of sharing, sharing the book. But it's extremely profound. It's very, very deep. It starts off slow, not slow, but it starts off like, oh, this is a self-help book. You know, this is <laughs> oh, power of thought and visualization. And then it's like, boom, you start dropping, you know, some things like ascension and like, what? Um, but it connects the dots to things that we didn't understand. It was like, oh, okay, okay. And I think that's the greatest feedback that I've gotten from the book. Mm, awesome. Do you feel that, you know, through that attractor factor and everything that the breath work itself is somewhat of a spiritual practice? Would you say that? It's, I mean, it's definitely spirit, you know, because ironically, um, the element of air is connected to spirit. Yeah. It, it, it is spirit. The the breath is spirit. Theoretically, we're breathing the same air as Jesus, Buddha, Gandhi, whoever. It's the one thing that connects us all. It's the very first thing, very first thing we do when we enter the world. And it's the very last thing we do when we exit the world. You know, it's the one thing that keeps us alive, sustains all, you know, our, our vitality and our nutrients, not even through the food, it's through the oxygen in the system. You can go years without sunlight. You can go months without food, you weeks without water, but you can only go a very short time, you know, without the breath, you know, in your system. So it's way more spiritual than we even know because it's the most overlooked thing, right? We do it every single day. So yes, it is a spiritual uh, practice, I'd say. One of the things that just popped up in my mind when we're talking about air being so vital and crucial is the quality of it as well. Is that something you look into, like as far as like where you want to do this, that you want to do it in a place that maybe has an air purifier or something like that? Or do you want to do it outside and fresh air mostly? Because listen, a lot of us, we don't even know. We live in places that are, you know, not quality air there. Let's say there's VOCs in the air, other things, you know, just, just chemicals or whatever inside and all of this. Is that something you talk about and incorporate? So as far as facilitating, you know, I'll never have that be a deterrent when I'm going to facilitate because, you know, I'm not going to give up on, you know, Seattle because they have crappy, you know, air condition, uh, you know, weather conditions or, or air conditions say, sorry, guys, you know, when you fix your air, then you can get me to go there and do. So there's no restraints in, in that matter. But we were talking about earlier, um, you're in New York, I'm in LA, was in LA, horrible yep. <laughs> air quality. Horrible. Um, and it was a factor moving to St. George, um, Utah. So, you know, going to, we were going to go to Salt Lake, but Salt Lake actually has horrible uh, air quality because there's like some weird dome that happens there and it captures the pollution and the air quality is horrible. I heard that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's more in like, I think the winter, I think. So, you know, St. George, it's, it's pure, it's clean. It was, it was, it was beautiful. So that was a factor for my personal living conditions. Now, as far as like air purifiers, I do see um, that being something that either myself or a foundation will get into to help people with some new technology purifying their homes no matter where they are. Uh, we're not there yet because we're implementing so many other things, but I'd say, yeah, it is, it, it is a factor and we should all, we all deserve to have clean air. 
We really do. And I, I mean, anytime we could emulate and go into nature, right, for that clean air, like you said, St. George over the cities that you know are filled with pollution, take that opportunity. But that's very cool that you're even looking at that with everything. Now, you're obviously looking at a lot of things. You got the children's book coming out. You got a lot going on. Like, what are you most focused on right now to bring to, you know, forward and, and kind of share with the world? What's next for you? Yeah, man, I think um, I love what I'm doing with certifying teachers. Mm. It's been the most gratifying because uh, I certify these teachers and I already had the business background prior to all of this. So I'm giving them the business background too. So now they're going out there and I'm watching them create businesses like I have and you know thrive and, and flourish and, and help so many people and feel the feelings that I feel. That's very gratifying. Uh, also working with these uh, corporations who have no idea <laughs> what they're getting into when they do this breath work. And um, you know, that's pretty cool because I feel like, you know, mindfulness to me is the bridge between spirituality and business. And let's face it, there's a taboo when it comes to those two things. And, you know, mindfulness, I like to brand myself as a corporate mindfulness trainer, right? It makes me, you know, accepted into these, to these, to these companies and bringing it to these large organizations and, you know, having these great feedback. That's very satisfying. Um, there's a new technology that we're going to be coming out with and man, I probably shouldn't get into it right now. It, it's going to, I think it'll be the coolest thing, the coolest part of this, this whole, uh, whole journey, uh, because it's going to be able to, um, work with, work with families, you know, in their homes all, all over the planet. And, um, when it's time to, and there's technology involved, it's really cool. I'd love yeah. to come back on, yeah. you know? And share that or bring you through um, a journey. Oh, absolutely. Drop the good news. Like, yeah, when it comes out <laughs> and then just put a release to it, right? Curtis, where can people learn more about you and connect with you? All right. You can go to Breathwork Detox, breathworkdetox.com. Um, that's um, that's one way. Or, you know, I'm, I'm very active on Instagram, Man from the Stars. Uh, if you just go to Instagram, type in Man from the Stars, you can message me on there. Uh, if you want to, uh, message me through uh, the Breathwork Detox. You can do that too. And you can kind of see all the things, more information if you guys want to learn about it. Those would be the two ways. Awesome. My man, thank you so much for coming on and thank you for all your work. Keep doing it. And I hope people can you know, learn this and take a deep breath even right now and center themselves while they're listening to this, but absolutely look into your work. Thank you, man. This was fun. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, like so many great healing practices, breath work is deeply rooted in ancient tradition, both spiritual and medicinal. And we're only just at the beginning to truly understand the full scope and science behind these healing rituals. But what Curtis is doing is really remarkable, and you should absolutely go and check out breathworkdetox.com. Until next time, continue writing your own healing story.